0: How are we doing? My name is Matt Griswold. I'm the lead pastor here at Connection, and I want to tell you something that's really important today. Welcome to our church. You are part of a family as you sit here this morning and i don't I don't just say that and and if you' if, if you've ever maybe there's some pastors that are out there in our audience today or you've preached a sermon or you, you speak sometimes, and I want to tell you something. We at Connection are very, very blessed because I think anybody could get up after we have a worship like this. And I so much thank Jack and the band for what they do, the time that they give, and they give it for you. At Connection, we, we exist to be a family. And this morning we're going to get into that, the last sermon series of our family, We Are Family sermon series. If you have... A worship handout. They look like this. They're outside on the front table. You probably got one from our first impressions people. They wanted to make you feel welcome. If you open it up to the first part, the first page, there's going to be some blanks that you can fill in during the during my message. They're going to be on the screen, so you can follow along. I want to make one quick announcement. Otherwise, we'll have some a whole lot of people um, not on time for church next Sunday. Next Saturday night, set your clocks back an hour, okay? You lose an hour. See, for me this is okay because I'm a morning person. And I know a lot of you are not. And, and you, you know, you, you also don't like snow, so already there's two strikes against me. I do. <laughs> but set your clocks back an hour next Saturday night, okay? You're not, you're, you won't be on time. We want you to be on time. Some of you are doing the math with the, you're going to be an hour early, that's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's very, very comfortable for me to come in when I see a group of people, like you're sitting next to at Connection this morning, when we, we, have, we have new people, guests with us. If you're, if you're a first time visitor to Connection this morning, I want to tell you something. You are not a visitor, you are not labeled as a guest, you are part of us. Now, I know, I know that some of you are like, oh, I, you know, I don't know anybody here. I don't know anybody here. I watched as connection people saw new people come in, and they offered handshakes, fist bumps. See, if you're not from connection, you don't know the window,? okay? So we, we, you can handshake. Everybody knows handshake. You can fist bump. And then for the younger kids, you can fist bump and explode, okay? For some, you do the snail, okay? <laughs> my daughter, if you talk with, with Lydia, she's the, my youngest daughter. She'll do the turkey, and she even gobbles, we want you to feel welcome here. There are some things that we, that we already hope, before I even get into my sermon, that I hope that you have already seen this morning. Number one, that you see welcoming people. Let me tell you why they're welcoming. Connection is full of people that, watch this, understand that they have a past and that God is moving them away from that past and we are not defined by our past. We are not defined by the way that we used to live. Watch. Romans 12, 2. God is changing the way that we think and moving us. Moving us to think differently, to do things differently. I talked with a a gentleman this morning before church. I said, I'm the lead pastor. And he looked at me and he goes, wow. (laughs) I'm 34. But I said this to him. I said this church exists to reach people that are not being reached by any other church around here. We're not sheep stealers. We're not going to do that. We don't want everybody else's people. We want people that are not being reached. And there's a big need for that. If you don't know, that, there's over 35,000 people in Jefferson County. And everybody thinks the big focus is Mount Vernon. There's a big, big population besides just Mount Vernon. We seek to welcome people when they come in. We make it a priority to make you feel welcome. Not everybody knows when you walk through the door that everything has been made for you to feel welcome. If you were to come here when I did, 8.40, 8.45 this morning, there were people that were parked in the very back of the parking lot, and there were people that parked over here, and they left all this open. There's still, par- there's still parking spaces up front. Why did we do that? That's for our first-time guests or our new, our new people. We want them to park up front, and we want them to sit in the back. We want you to eat popcorn. In fact, number two, we hope that you, if you're a coffee person, okay, we only the best here. It's Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> only the best. I, I, know, I know some of you are going to go well, Starbucks. Hey, if you want to go out and spend $5 on a cup of coffee, you know, I'm just kidding. Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Because I like Starbucks. We hope that you've had hot coffee, that you've had warm popcorn. They cook it fresh. It's like cook it fresh to order. You go to that window, you can't go up there very much. They keep it nice and paced so it's nice and warm when you get it. And if you're not a coffee person, if you're not a popcorn person, we hope that you had a cold water to drink or a stir in. We want you to feel comfortable here at Connection. At Connection, this church is different by this way and this way alone. There are many other reasons, but we can do this. Just this one. We are a church that understands that we all have a past. We are, under, we are a church that understands that we have a God that sent His Son to die for us so that we do not have to live in that past. He offers His grace, His forgiveness to move us to something new. Romans 12, too, that God will change us, change the way that we think. And you are a part of a church this morning that understands mentally physically and spiritually that this church does not exist for them it exists for him that's it our church is not made up of four walls concrete wood and carpet our church exists in the human form that goes out that is what connection does and connection also does something very very different some of you are going to sit there if you've never seen this before if you the first time your connection please just sit there and watch this is not for you. This is for the people of Connection. In a second, there's going to be some guys and ladies. They're going to come forward. They're going to have popcorn sacks. The fourth Sunday of every month, we're nearing, well, by the way, we're nearing $10,000 that we've given away. See, Connection seeks to meet the needs of those in our community. We, as a church, we don't go into the community to have the community change us. We go into the community in a relevant manner to affect our community to be relevant with those people to understand what they like, what they don't like, and we present the gospel in a way that they understand. In a very relevant this is we're not doing anything new. You can read the book of Acts and find out, hey, this is what they did. This is what Paul did. Probably the greatest missionary that ever walked the face of the earth this is what he did. But in a second those people are going to come up with the popcorn bags and this is what we're going to do. People of connection dimes nickels, quarters, dollars, whatever. We're going to put this in the popcorn bag. It's going to get passed all the way back, all the way back. And we're going to count that. At the end of the service, if we have enough for one bag, or if we have enough for two bags, that's going to be presented to me. And then I'm going to, watch this, watch this. I'm going to give it to two people. And their only job is, they're going to take this piece of paper that I'm going to give them. They're going to go out into our community and they're going to share the love of God by giving someone, no this is odd, a sack of money. You know, I have a person that's writing a story that they, they got to do this uh, a couple months ago, last month, something like that. And they said, I, I had a very difficult time giving this money away to this person. I said, why? And he said, they were so reluctant to take it because they thought that there was a catch. They thought that there was a hook in the bag. Connection doesn't do this with a hook in it. In fact, unless they ask us specifically, we won't even mention our church. It's not, about us. it's not about us. We're not against anyone. If we're a follower of Christ, we're on the same team. It's not about us, it's about Him. So if those people that are going to take that offering would come to the front with those bags, you can go ahead. This is going to, seem, this is going to be the awkward part for some of us. For some of us, oh yeah, we'll give, we'll give, we'll give. Some of you are sitting right there this morning and you think, you know what? I needed that 10 bucks to make this bill. I need that $5 to, to do something, to get something to eat. I need that. The, the lead team and myself have talked, and we said, we don't want our hands on this. God knows why he put you here. If he put you here today and you need $10, it's going to be awkward. It is, because our, our world is not used to this. But if it passes you and there's a $10 bill in there, take it and put it in your pocket. Because maybe you're sitting there and God wants to minister to you today. That's what family does. You know, in my in my family, I, I have one of these families that yes, I'm related to a lot of people, but I have people at family gatherings that aren't necessarily blood-related family. Anybody have that? You, you know, if you come over on a Christmas on a Christmas. Uh, meal at at our woodshed in Fairfield, you would see ham and turkey and everything. And my grandma started this. She's since passed away. But she she cooked this extravagant amount of food. There's no way possible on earth that all of my family combined could possibly eat eight pecan pies, but she made them anyway. There's no way possible. Because she's expecting people to come over. Because we have a lot of those people that we know that we're family friends with, maybe they don't have family to go on the holidays, our door is always open. My grandparents would just say, come on over, come on over. And any, seriously, any random day, you may come over, there's 65 or 70 people in our woodshed. Half of them, I don't even know their first name. Really, I may know their first name, but their last name's kind of sketchy. I'm not sure. But our family creates that environment because we're expecting people to come in. This morning, there are people that vacuum this floor. There are band members that practice on Wednesday. There were people that pop popcorn, clean the bathrooms, just so it would smell good for you to come in. Because we are expecting you. Yeah, isn't that good to feel? Even if you're a member of Connection, we did it so we're, because we're expecting you. As a member of God's family, we should be like that. If you put that on the screen, please. On, your, on the front of your message map, you're going to see this. Just underneath the connection it says a faith community you're going to see our existence statement and that's what you're looking at on the on the on the screen but if you have that in front of you maybe it's a little bit closer you can really dial in I've been I've been doing a five this is the fifth week of a five week sermon series on family number 1 we played the video this morning I just re it just rehashed those emotions about sister sledge we are family okay and we we talked about why we're family the second sunday on october 5th we had a dunk party that's what we call baptisms and we had a dunk party and we had a meal. And the third sermon went, the, the second sermon was about we were one family through baptism. The third Sunday, we talked about we were one family through our fellowship, through our connect groups, through the meals that we had. And last Sunday and this Sunday, we're focusing on we are one family through our mission. Last week, we talked about this, the first part of this. We exist to connect with God's heart. First and foremost, connection will not water down the gospel and the Bible. Will not happen. We believe that Jesus was really God's Son. He really came to earth. He was really put to death and God raised Him on the third day because He can. And He did. And He's only going to do it one time because dying one time for my sin because He was perfect is enough. And He was raised out of that grave. He spent a little bit of time on earth and He went back to heaven and one day we believe that He's coming back to get us again. Oh, what a day. I was standing over there singing happy day. And I love that song. And I'm just thinking, man, <laughs> that day that Jesus is going to come back is going to be a glorious day. It's going to be an awesome day. But why can't today just be a happy day too? Why, every, every time we want to look forward, oh, it's in the future. But God says, no, 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 no. I have plans for you. I want you to be happy today. I was reminded of a scripture in Mark as I, as I drove here today. And I was just praying. God, be with people of connection today. I hope they get here safe. I hope they, even if, even if they've had a bad week, I just hope that you continue to change the way I think and the way they think. We can make people feel welcome. And I said, God, even the people that are going through those storms in their life, I just popped. You know how God, God just does that? He pops it into your head. <laughs> I was reminded in the, in the book of Mark, When Jesus and the disciples were in the boat going across the sea, and there came a huge storm. And the disciples were wigging out. They thought they were all going to die. And they were scared to death. And they went downstairs, and Jesus, the Savior of the world, is sleeping. Now they're even more frantic. Jesus, you have got to wake up. We are going to die. One of the most beautiful things in Scripture, the very first time it's recorded in Scripture is in the book of Mark. Jesus walks out, and he says... Calm. And for the first time, it's recorded that my God not only had the power to heal, He had the power over nature. He was truly divine. So maybe that's you this morning. Maybe, you're, maybe you came to be a part of our family this morning and you're going through one of those storms. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're with our family. Because you're at a church where people won't say, oh, you, you're going through this. Well, you're, you just stay in there until you get out of that. Then we'll talk to you. We do not. And we will not operate like that. You're a part of a church family that when you're down there and you, you feel like you're in a storm or you're in a hole, there are going to be people that get a ladder, they come down to you, they walk side by side, they, they send you a rope, they give you a hand, and they walk beside you out of that tunnel. I've seen it. I've seen it. But it goes on, and says, we connect with God's heart and the hearts of others. Connection exists not for us, for other people. We use the love of God that He gives us and we give it away. Go to the next screen. I'm going to look at three, three little things and if you, if you want to jot these down, they were in your worship handout last week. If you want to, if you want to jot them down, you're going to have time. Number one, this is what we're going to do. We are to be people who connect with God. That's it. We connect with God first, not second, not third, not 86th, first. We seek as a church To use God's vision in where we're going. We do things that are considered a little bit out there. You just took an offering. What? And that, that money does not go for lights, it does not go for drumsticks, it does not go for guitar strings. It goes to someone who is going to get handed a sack of money. That's it. That's crazy. I don't know very many people that, wa- seriously, I don't know, and it shouldn't be like this, but I don't know very many people that walk around and say, hey, you know what, could you use a hundred bucks? Now, they're out there, and on special occasions, yes, but not normally do you see someone, excuse me, someone walking through Aldi's or Walmart or Kroger or somewhere in the parking lot, and they say, hey, here's a popcorn sack. Okay, first of all, it's a brown paper sack. <laughs> I can imagine a lot of people are like, you know, what? I don't know about this. <laughs> I have some people that think, you know what, am I being, am I being punked? Is Ashton Kutcher somewhere around here? <laughs> but we seek to give. We seek to give. We seek to give. This is how much we desire to be a family at Connection on November 8th. These are going to be in the community email and we're going to be announcing them soon. November 8th. We're going to do a community loving. What's that? It's when we go out into community and we Give things away. I'm not going to tell you what it is. They'll come. And they'll come. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. November 22nd. We're going to do it again. December 13th. Yep. We're going to do it again. November 8th, November 22nd, or December 13th. Those dates are going to be coming out. We can tell you where to meet, when to meet. Please, please, please. If you're a part of Connection, or you're not a part of Connection, and you want to experience something like this, Mark one of those days. Why do we pick three? Because we're busy. I Watch this. Now, to be socially and geographically relevant, there are some of you that can make November 8th and December 13th, but you can't make November 22nd. Does anybody have any idea why? Dear season. (laughs) We are people who connect with God. Number two, we are people who connect with other people if you don't think that there's another reason that we schedule another day besides deer season, you're fooling yourself because we did it intentionally because there's a lot of people around here that hunt. We hunt so much. I teach at Wayne City. They don't even have school on the opening day of, of deer season. Why? Because there'll be three third graders that show up. That's it. <laughs> my, super, my superintendent said, if you have, if you, he goes, I'm telling you, Jeff Mitchell, you can ask him. He said, if you have school on the Friday of deer season, I'm taking a personal day and I will not be here. That's, that's, what, that's what is important to some people around here. Number three, we ought to be people who live and love like Jesus. You see, when we, when we take an offering, when we take a, a gift to give, to give away, and we go to a connect group, or we come to a band practice, or we go to, to church, see, we're giving. You're giving gasoline or diesel, whatever you drive. You're giving your time. You're giving your money. But what God wants to see in these three things is that we give all of ourselves. If you have your worship hand up, the very first blank that we're going to talk about today before we jump into the book of John is the giving of ourselves is how we become friends with all people. Now, I did not say the giving of Lamborghinis. I did not say the giving of Ferraris. I did not say the giving of $10,000. The giving of ourselves opening up your home giving things... I'm very blessed to have the children that I have they're awesome they're wonderful they're beautiful i'm going to have teach them how to shoot because they're beautiful <laughs> but i want i've watched my girls now listen this is an attribute to the teachers of the kids because both of my girls are in Kids Rock and in the nursery baby gap, have been, and are growing up there. This is what is taught to them. That we're to give of ourselves. Now you think, oh, that's not, that's not relevant to a six-year-old and a three-year-old. I watched a six-year-old and a three-year-old go through their toys, coveted items, and come out with a group of, of toys and say, Mom, we're to give these to people that may not have them. That's what a family does. A family helps. In the book of John, we're going to be in the 15th chapter. John 15, 13. Some of you have heard this verse many, many times. It says this, John chapter 15, verse 13. You can look at it on the screen telling you if you if you have your Bible and it's something you can physically hold, or you have your, your Bible app and you can highlight it on there. Put yourself a reminder that it reminds you of that verse that we looked at. But if you bring that Bible connection, we think it's okay to mark in our Bibles. I don't, I don't say that jokerly. We think it's okay. Because the next time that you read it and you make a little side note, that's going to make sense some more. So in John chapter 15, verse 13, you can look on a screen or your Bible, whatever you have, it says this. There is no greater love than to lay one's life, down one's life for one's friends. Now this comes directly, directly correlating with the life of Jesus. This is a very literal sense. Very much literal. Jesus said this, and he probably these guys probably had no earthly idea what he said. No clue. You know, these 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 words, he's probably he's probably walking along, and he's probably Jesus probably said, you know. I can imagine he just stops on the road and he, he tries to teach them. For three and a half years, all he did is try to mentor these men, bring them up to show them what family means, how to give yourself. Because we connect with people by giving of ourself. Some of you know that. Some of you understand that you don't have a relationship with your mom that you didn't have a good relationship with then. Because you've given of yourself, you've been forgiving of her, or she's been forgiving of you. And it all comes from giving. And Jesus says this, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. He was speaking literally. He was telling them in like Jesus code, listen, He's Jesus. He knows everything. He said, there's going to come a day that I'm going to lay down my life for you. Physically. They don't have a clue. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's a a good one, Jesus. That's a good one. There's no way to okay, that's good. Oftentimes, you and I probably won't have to die for someone. Literally. But there are other ways that we can show this practical love. There's three ways that I found. Three ways, three ways that you can lay down yourself, your stuff, so that other people... Ma- Watch. This is what Jesus was all about. Other people matter more than Him. If you give of yourself like connection, what we teach this, if you give of yourself more than you want, you are going to become magnetic. Some of you know that. Some of you think that your phone rings off the hook because you're just a popular person. I'm going to tell you something. You probably practice this first one really good because you can listen. There's no greater love than to lay one. Listen, I'd rather, I'd rather do this. I'd rather do this. Somebody calls you. I really need to talk. Okay. Not not this, not but and my wife's from Missouri. But the Mizzou football game's on. If you're at my aunt's house yesterday during LSU and Old Miss, you did not interrupt anything because she went to Old Miss and it's a big deal. You don't interrupt it. So I, I probably wouldn't ask her if I if I could talk to her then. But see, it's when it's when that game is on. It's when that movie's getting ready to be watched. It's when something's convenient that you're like, "Oh, I'm going to relax. I'm going to relax." There's time for that. I get it. But when somebody calls, you're the one that says, "Hey, I, I got time." I have those people in my life. I'm extremely thankful for them. I pray for them. Some of you can listen. Some of you can encourage. Some of you, I had a couple of people walk up to me this morning and they just encouraged me. They didn't do anything other than say, "We're proud of you." That's all they said. Do you know how big those words are? You know what it feels like when somebody walks up to you and encourages you. This is what Jesus is saying. You have to die to yourself. Listen, encourage, and give. And give. People of connection know how to give, they do. They do. He goes on in, in uh, if you rewind about five chapters, we're going to go to John chapter 10, verse 15. John chapter 10, verse 15. It says this, Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for my sheep. This is what Jesus is saying again. Listen, the, the book of John is full of things like this. Jesus is saying, I'm going to be an example. This is how you can be an example. At Connection, we seek to do this. We seek to do what it takes to meet the needs of people out there that no one is reaching. And that scares a lot of people. Okay, it scares people because this. You mean I'm going to have to get up from here and go out there and talk about him? Yeah. Why? Because it's all about him. It's not about us, it's not about a building. But when we get up from here or get up from our comfort place and we go into Mount Vernon or the areas wherever you live, it comes with a price. What? You mean I got to pay money? No. Not necessarily. You got to give up time. It's not convenient. Sometimes we have to lay down the things that we want to do to do the things that we need to do to relate. I want to brag on some people without naming them today. If you don't know, November 22nd is gun season. And the 21st and the 23rd. But starting October 1st started bow season. Now please hang with me. It's not a sermon about hunting. I want to tell you about laying down somebody's wants. We have people in here that are extremely good at what they do in the woods. And they love it. And their family eats it. There's nothing wrong with it. But they've laid down that this morning would have been awesome to be outside. Some of them might have even hunted this morning, but they made it time and priority to be here because they knew that this is priority. See, that's that's the giving. That's the giving. Second blank on your worship handout says this. Jesus is to be the example of someone who gives their life for others. It is, watch this, it is accepting the uncomfortable to make others feel comfortable. <laughs> accepting the uncomfortable puts the issue right here. Right in our face. Some things are not comfortable for us to do, but we do them so that we can minister to other people. If you're the, fir- if you're the first time or a visitor to Connection, this is what I want you to understand. Some of you may have walked in and said, Holy cow, he is not only 34, he's preaching in a t-shirt, jeans, and frayed-out canvas crocs. Those are shoes. Some of you, this is uncomfortable. There are people in connection that have talked to me. They've caught the vision. We've been a church for over seven years. Seven years. They've caught the vision. I had a gentleman, I've, I've shared with this before. He said, Matt, I was raised to wear the best that I had to church. Me too. But he said this, watch. He said, I've got suits lined up in my closet. And I get up and I look at him, and I'd really like to put one on because that's what is comfortable to me. See? Listen, it's comfortable to him. And he said, But I don't. With tears and emotion in his eyes, he said this. Now, we, now I may wear khakis. <laughs> okay. It's nothing wrong with a suit either. But he said I may wear, I may wear jeans and khakis and then I may, I, may, I may tuck my shirt in. And I may wear a polo shirt or a dress shirt. Okay. But he said if me dressing like this makes other people, newcomers, come in and realize that we're all the same, and makes them feel comfortable that they didn't there's not a dress code here. We do have a dress code at connection. Please wear clothes. <laughs> That's it. And he said, but he said he said listen, he's dying to himself. He's loving other people and he says if it makes other people comfortable, I will be uncomfortable. He accepted his uncomfortable. Some of us are not good at that. Some of us have never been pushed to do that. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> This church exists to do this. Because when you are accepting to become uncomfortable, you become a magnet for Jesus Christ. When you're willing to listen, to encourage, and to give to other people your time, your money. I walked into Hardy's on Thursday. We're going to have to do some scheduling something. There was like eight people from Connection mentoring in Hardy's, And I think we're taking over. It was kind of cool. I walked in. I walked in, and the people that I saw, I'm like, "Hey, what's up?
1: Hey,
0: what's up? Hey, what's up?" And I was like, hit all three corners. and I'm like, I hope there's a corner left for me. <laughs> and I get my tea, and I, and I had I had my book, and again, that lady's like, here again. <laughs> mhm. I said, I said, did you see the others? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, there. And then it, well, she said, there must be something to this. There must be something to this mentoring thing. This, there must be something to this connection thing. There's, you, you're just different. One of these days, I'm going to get very emotional when it happens. One of these days, those people that work, that work the register at Hardee's are going to come through that door. Or they're going to show up at a connect group. See, it's all about accepting the uncomfortable. Is it convenient for me to meet with people during the week? No. No, it's bow season. I enjoy bow hunting. But I choose to not do that. Because mentoring with people is more important.
1: Hmm.
0: Some of us don't like to sit in the front, but we do. I talk, church planning meetings are going fantastic on the third and fourth Saturdays where I'm teaching these people about being missional, about planning a church. And I talked to them, and I told them, now not all of them are here, but some of them are here. I said, you should see the people that sit on our front row. They're awesome. They're fun. I told them, I said, you know, they do, oh, Happy day. And they're into worship. And I know some of you out there go, hey, did you see me? Yes, I saw you. (laughs) I said, but these kids, watch what I said. I said, these people that sit here give up the fact of sitting in the back. Now, there's nothing wrong with sitting in the back. Listen to me. But I said, they do that so they can make people feel comfortable. There's seats back there, open, completely open for people that show up late. There's parking spaces up front. That's why we die to ourselves. Look about what we're told about real love in First John. Just on the screen real fast. First John 3.16 We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give our lives for our brothers and sisters. You know what? I, I, was told, I was told a quote. And I don't know who said it. I don't know who said it first. I heard it this week. I was preparing. God, God is just that cool. He's like, "I know you're looking at this. I'm going to put this person in your life and they're going to say this." Real love is an action, not a feeling. Real love is when you sacrifice what you want for someone else's wants. Why do we do that? Why do, we, why do we try to practice this? Man, it goes against all laws of everything secular right now. You go out into the world, you go into a business, you go to work. Listen, you guys have jobs. It's all about making more money, coming up the ladder, up the ladder, up the ladder, up the ladder. I've got to get to retirement. It's all about making more money, getting a better schedule. I'm tired of working nights. I want to work days. I'm tired of working weekends. I want to work weekdays. I'd even work weekday nights if I didn't have to work weekends. It's all, it's all about, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. The new Dodge Sportsman 4x4. Yeah, sure, it'd be great. Dave Ramsey and my wife and my budget say no. I ask them twice. <laughs> They're awesome. The real love is an action, not a feeling. If you look in your worship handout, we're going to check this out. Jesus is our example. Please watch. It is not how I decide to love. It is how Jesus has shown me how to love. Do you know why it is not how I decide to love? Because it's not about you. It's not about us. It's about Him. If we choose and we choose how to decide to love, how do we choose? Uh, the ways that it 's convenient, the way that it 's cheapest, and the way that it uh, is not annoying to me. We do're we're going to give away things in, in these next couple months, and I hope that you've really heard this sermon the sermon series on family because this is all about family. If you have not connected with connection, you are missing the boat. You are. I've never been more excited to come to Connect Group. I've never been more excited to come to our church planning classes. I've never been. I talked to somebody today. I, I, I concurred with it. They said, I could not wait to come here this morning. Me neither. I was up at 6 o'clock going, hmm, <laughs> hmm. No, it was not because I woke up and had seven pots of coffee. I was ready to be here. I was ready to experience what God has for us here. It's a big deal. If you're not connecting, you're missing out. It is not how I decide to love. It's how Jesus has shown me how to love. See, because if Matt if Matt loves like Matt wants to love, normally I only do things that I'm familiar with. If I choose to say, Jesus, God, I want to love how you want me to love, you know what? A lot of the time, I don't stay here. <laughs> this is comfort. He says, no, 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 no. I want you to do this. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This isn't comfortable for me. I don't talk well with people. See, people think, he'll think, oh, that's very extroverted. He can speak. He, it must be really easy to go up and talk to people. It's not. Well, it must be easy for him to, to whenever I lead worship, or Jack Lee's worship, or, or whoever, they would say, "Man, it's probably really easy for you to lead worship. No, ever before every Sunday... I thought I was going to get sick to my stomach before I led worship. It wasn't comfortable for me. And you were very nice. Oh, you did a good job. Listen, it wasn't something that I was comfortable with. I said, okay, God, I'll do it. And if you thought that it, was, it, that it went well, then what you need to understand is that was God. That was you, that was you watching me in an uncomfortable situation like this, It's how Jesus has shown me how to love. Look in your look in your look on the screen. We're, we're, we're jumping around a couple of scriptures today. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Some of you had this read at your wedding. The love chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We cannot, we cannot, 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 cannot touch this subject without touching this. First Corinthians 13 4 says that through seven says this love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. Ooh, that's hard. Mmm. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of wrongs. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love, watch this, (laughs) love never gives up. It never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. You know what the problem with our society is today? We have misrepresented the word love and put lust. We don't truly, truly care. Unlike lust, God's love is directed outwardly. Love is outward. Lust is inward. Society has perverted that whole term of love. Oh, I love them. No, no, you don't. You only love them because you love what they can give you, what they can get you. At Connection, we seek to love out. Love out. I had a shirt one time that said, love out loud. Think about it. Love out loud. Because love is an action, not a feeling. God's love is unselfish. It is impossible to have this love towards people unless God gives it to us. On our own human selfishness, we want to introvert to ourself. We do. You know that's true. We have to set our natural desire and what we want to decide. Look at what God intends for His love to be. There are no underlines that you have to fill in this one. Just please check this out. I want you to take this with you. I want you to look at this all week long. I want you to look at these. Number one, God intends that His love is to set you free from yourself. Without God, I am not anything. Without God, we are not anything. If you have God, you have everything. God intends that His love is to set you free from yourself. God's love comes in. We are allowed, we see We see God. Romans 12.2 God changes the way that we think. We set our stuff to the side. Oh, this is my convenience. God, whatever you want me to do. There are people that you're going to see in a second that didn't just get up every morning and say, Oh, I'd like to stand in front of people and serve face down. Some people it's very difficult to be in front of people. But why? And I had a conversation with a band member and they know who they are. I had a conversation with them. I said, I said you're doing a really good job of what you're doing. <sighs> it's been a while. But I'm not real comfortable with it. I said, ah, God is using you in a way that you don't even know. And I watched this morning as that person played and sang. And there were parts... That they just closed their eyes and they were worshiping while they played? Number two, to set you free from how you see yourself. I've preached on this before. You are God's masterpiece. We're told in Scripture that we are a masterpiece creation. We are the apple of God's eye. I have seen beautiful scenery, beautiful wild animals, amazing vehicles, awesome sights of this world, they mean absolutely nothing compared to us in God's eyes. Nothing. You have to understand how special you are. We have people in this church that understand what hurt is. I get it. When you're a part of this family, a family that loves God first, God wants you to see Yourself, how He sees you. Number three, to set you free from the smallness of your own thinking about yourself. This I love. There are some people in connection. I can give you their names. You come talk to me. They are doing things right now that five, two, three, seven years ago they would have said absolutely no. God has moved them out of their own comforts, moved them into what He wants. He's molding them. He's changing them. And they are becoming infectious at their job for God. Number four, to set you free from rejection, shame, low self-esteem, despair, and abuse. We have a past. Every single one of us. That's why our Celebrate Recovery on Friday nights is such a big deal. To set us free. To understand how God loves us. We're going to see a representation of that in a second. How God loves us. My God, for some unbelievable reason, loves me so much. And He loves you so much. That even we talk, we look, we think back to the bad stuff that we've done. And even all that stuff added up together. Everything that we will do until we die. He said, I love you more than that. And I'm sending my son. When you think about that, it can be emotional. How can you love me that much? God, I've got a past. When God looks at you, He sees something He loves. When you come into connection, I would just love for people to feel this. Just an outspread arm. We love you we're glad you're here. Come check out this God that's changed our life. That'd be a good shirt. Come check out the God that changed my life. We're going to take face down in a second. Face down, that connection is like, man, connection is used dunk party for baptisms and face down for the Lord's Supper. We're just not going to be the same as everybody else. It's just we're trying to reach a different group of people. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ this morning, you have an open invitation to take face down with us. We get the word face down because Abraham fell face down in front of God. As we take this, we're going to hear a song. There's going to be one one couple here, one couple here, and one couple in the back. And one of them is going to hold a loaf of bread. And as you come forward, you take a piece of bread and you dunk it in the juice you eat it or you take it back to your seat and eat it. But this is what I want you to understand. We just talked about this. To set us free from despair, from abuse. The last line. When God looks at you, He sees something He loves. How do we know? Because He took His Son and He sent Him to earth to die on a horrible, horrible, nasty, wooden cross. And when he spilt his blood, he was perfect. And he died for all of us. And when we take face down, that's something that we remember. You guys would go ahead and come down. So wherever you you are, there's going to be music that's going to be playing. If you need to sit there, you need to talk with God for a second, you can come here, you can come here, you're going to go to the back. You can go ahead. Whenever you're ready.
1: Say take this bread, take this wine Now the sample made divine For any to receive By your mercy we come to your table By your grace you are making us faithful Lord, we remember You, and remembrance leads us to worship, and as we worship You, our worship leads to come. Respond to your invitation, we will never give. See his body, his blood, know that he has overcome every trial. saved, none too broken or ashamed. All are welcome in this place. By your mercy we come to your table. By your grace you are making us faithful. Lord, we
0: This amount of money. (laughs) If you're a part of connection or you're searching for a church, know that here we seek to be a little bit different. We want to connect with God's heart, the hearts of other people becoming friends with all people as we live in love like Christ. and this morning I collected 378 dollars. We're going to divide it up into two bags, 18920 apiece. listen there are times in my life where somebody would have gave me a quarter it would have been a big deal. If if a soda or a water is a dollar twenty five, and all you got's a dollar, twenty five cents is a big deal. Clyde Hall and Sherry Cutler, would you guys give these away? Thank you. If I ever call, if I ever call your name. And you say, you're not going to offend me. You say, hey, I'd rather not do that. Okay. You know, this is a big deal. This is a cool thing that we do. One of the cool things that we do. I'm going to pray. And after we pray, we're going to be dismissed. I'm going to pray for these two bags. I'm going to pray that they find somewhere that they need to go. That connection we seek God first let's pray God you've placed us in an environment that's not exactly like we may have grown up with we play different music we play different videos we have colored lights we welcome people with handshakes or fist bumps or chicken wings or air knuckles to show the love that You have for us, that You've given us. And God, thank You this morning that we could remember You by the taking of Your Lord's Supper. God, may we leave today and never want to stay the same. May we continue. May we continue, God, to grow. To accept the uncomfortable so that others can be comfortable. God, may we learn to die to what we like, what we want, so that others can see Your love through our sacrifice. It's all about You, God. In Your name we pray.
1: Amen.